There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Was there an open there? Was like a return. Brand new sponsor? Yeah, the return is now with it. Yeah, that's about that? kind of a Look surprise. That. We're very buttoned up here. 590 would have taken us a week to do that. Oh, Bill. Oh. Sorry, closing the door. There's Billy Gilman. So, welcome back. It is TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. First time we're saying that to open a segment. That was yeah, a big but, moment for us. Yeah, it was, and yeah. I'm thrilled. So we got a, we got a bunch of things here. We got a bunch of things, and I mean a bunch of things, Doug. How many things we have? Bunch. Okay. Michelob Bolter Studios. Uh, Gabe Diarmond will be with us uh, at nine o'clock. Welcome to George a week. So for the first time since this show has been taking texts, and I think that goes back to the. It might go back to the morning grind. But certainly, we, I, we, at least in my memory, we were taking texts above the sex shop. I'm virtually certain that's, that's 1380 in 2007, 8, 9, and part of 2010. Um, the text inbox crashed because we were getting so many texts. Oh. Jackson came in during the break. And, uh, Jackson, you tell the people what was going on. Yeah, so right when law firm was guest and then St. You know, Louis local law firm, uh, about 7.56 a.m., 7:58 a.m. We've got 200, probably about 250 different texters, probably texting in several times. So a ridiculous amount volume of texts coming in all at once, which kind of crashed our system and delayed it. So up until about 8:10, we were still getting texts saying Brown and Crouppen, saying Brown and Crouppen for from 7:57. So I mean, I just, it's I could scroll forever and still see texts saying Brown Crouppen, Brown Crouppen, Brown Crouppen from like 757. People reaching out to me privately uh, and emailing me and DMing me because they were like, how is my text not coming in? I didn't know that there was a delay. But then as I saw so many coming in, I'm like, okay, there must be a not a delay. But the, the text inbox can only, yeah, I mean, holy crap. Look how many came in at 757. I'm still scrolling. Yeah. So anyway, tip of the cap to the audience. Um, and, uh, tip of the cap to the audience for guessing it, yeah. tip of the cap to the audience for supporting the sponsors on this show so passionately and loyally over the last two decades that it, it, it when, when Ryan Kelly had to, uh, this was the last thing that he was still sponsoring, um, and had to vacate the sponsorship. And I guess that was announced in early October, if memory serves, because Brown and Crouppen jumped on it right away, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, there was that much I don't know, bidding, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, and they jumped on it right away. Um, 
and uh, and it's exciting for us to have that be the case. Uh, but it's a tip of the cap to the audience who uh, supports this show so passionately and is so engaged, is the word that Terry Crouppen used, which he's exactly right, um, that, that people, for a stupid-ass show that's in a closet right next to a restroom, with one of the members of the show just making his glorious return as we speak. I was that, talking to a new sponsor. There you go. Mm. That, uh, that people want to be a part of it uh, that much. So thank you. And uh, that, that is, that's, that's the name of the game. That's why the support the sponsors thing is, uh, is as passionately talked about on the show. Because essentially it's, it's all that right. really matters. Well, it's a perfect title sponsor. Everybody knows Terry Crouppen in St. Louis. I think everybody does. And they're getting to know his son, Andy, who's been around now for a while, and, and Ed also. And at some point, everybody needs legal help at some point. And now you're going to get to know them better as they come on and off our show on, on I guess, a weekly basis. So it's a, it's a perfect partnership. Uh, how about this? My mother, from the 830 Recreator, my mother works for them. They have taken care of her through her health scare through the years. They really are great guys. I even uh, walked with Terry at a juvenile diabetes walk. Really good people. Um, and this is from Mr. Licks. Uh, oh, no. It's weird having super intelligent people on the show besides Tim. That's from Mr. Oh, Licks. Doug. It's such a such an accurate, such a accurate. Uh, okay. Is Terry Crouppen the Shrewsbury Butter Squirrel? That's from Gummy. I didn't get a chance to ask him that while he was Don't here. Don't believe so. He's from the city. That's, That's why I was disguising his voice because people would know his voice right. as a butter squirrel. I mean, he's one guy in St. Louis that everybody in St. Louis knows. You know, when you advertise a lot and you, you've been in the city and you worked here for as many years as he has, you just get to a point to where everybody knows you, and they do know Terry Crouppen, and it's great to have him aboard. Jackson, what was the math on the number of uh, texts? Uh, I would say it was probably about 215 different texters, but people were texting him multiple times. I'd give a rough, rough estimate from about... 250 to 300, give or take. Per minute. Yes. And the first guy that got through was who, to guess it? Uh, I mean, Brad from Brad. the YouTube Brad! Oh, Brad the from the YouTube channel. First oh. to read it, but there were probably 150 people who texted at 7.55, but it just got delayed in the text. So it was a tie for first? Yeah, buh. <laughs> yeah, buh, tied for first. Yeah, so we had, yeah, the text inboxes never faced that level of volume. And their office is right down there by you on the hill. You can check up, uh, check up on them there. I, yeah, if I walk outside, I can pretty much see it. Really? Yep. Right. Super cool. Great, great to have them. I had an Adriana sandwich on Saturday. Thank I like the Nana special. That's what I get. But Try maybe we got to get that sloppy Giuseppe per Ed. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I tried getting the Nana on Saturday, but they were so busy that I, uh, I went with the meatball. How to treat you? <sighs> Outstanding. How do you do, Doug? How do you do? I have to order the sloppy Giuseppe just so I can say that. <laughs> I'll have a sloppy Giuseppe. It's really drink. good. It's an Italian sloppy Joe. It's perfect. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Lex, as an insurance fraud specialist, I bet you engage Brown and Crouppen all the time, you loser. That's from the Orson Woods Oh, Baco. gosh. Uh, I really thought Brooklyn and Sheets was going to make that buy. That's from Larry Thornton, Doug. They supported uh, us for a while. <laughs> it was just hard to get people to fly to New York to buy, to buy their linens. <laughs> It's not an easy ask. <laughs> it is difficult, uh, but uh, we are thrilled to uh, have a new title sponsor here on the program, Brown and Croup, and presenting TMA. Uh, we talk about local restaurants, as we were just doing. Uh, one is Andrea's, and oh, how do you do at Andrea's Steakhouse? Uh, Andrea's Steakhouse, 
off of Collinsville Road in O'Fallon, Illinois, and online on andreas.com. It's where you can get the barbecue sauce, it's where you get the steak sauce, and you can get it at Schnucks and Deerberg's. What a meal, what a dining experience. I can't wait to get there, Iggy. You are a seasoned veteran of Andrea's. It's Andrea's Steakhouse, and man, do I love that barbecue sauce. I eat it damn near every day. I just sop it on my chicken. I just sop it on my chicken deedle dee is what I do. Do you? I sop it. No, it's uh, Andrea's. Okay. Online at andreas.com, that barbecue sauce and steak sauce available. Uh, it's Schnucks and Deerbergs as well. Jackson, tell the people about the Circa Millions and Circa and the new app that is available in Illinois. If you could. Yeah, Circa Sports app is now available in Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, super easy. Just drive across the river. It doesn't take too long. Or if you already live in Illinois, it's easy enough. You just sign up for the Circa Sports app, and now you're starting to bet like a pro. Of course, Circa is the world's largest sports book located in Las Vegas, but now it's in Illinois. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. And of course, the Circa Sports app is now available in Illinois. So visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Doug, I continue to struggle in the circa millions. Uh, Jackson, you want to guess which teams I was on yesterday? Jackson knows my my strategies on this, so he may be able to guess it. Commanders. That is correct. You were probably on the Broncos at home. That is correct. Uh, you were probably on Green Bay at home. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, the sorry. sucker bet I got screwed into. You took the Packers? Yeah, plus one. Never I bought the half the point. Packers this year. I took the half point. You're selling your Packers stock, Plowhawk? I'm fine with a rebuild. Um, you can't bet over-unders, right? Uh, that is correct. In the Circa Millions, you can't. Okay, because it was all under season yesterday. Um, a lot of people were betting unders? I was. Yeah, for sure. Well, there were some, there were it was some windy super high games. Wet. Yeah. Uh, were you on? You weren't on the Stillers at home, were you? I was not. Uh, you've gotten the Commanders. You've gotten you Texans the, the Broncos. Nope. I will wrap it up yeah. and land the plane. Uh, the Colts, Brian Henson's team, and the Commanders. So that 0-2 there was on the Broncos, 1-2, and two, and on the Chargers. And I literally just scrolled down to see that the Chargers won now. So that's nice. <laughs> Uh, two and two, and I guess I have one of the games tonight. I'm on the Lions, which is super chalky, but yeah, r- rarely do I take a favorite that's a touchdown plus favorite. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's what that's what my little system that's leading me nowhere. So I was close on. I mean, the Colts were leading and the Commanders were leading, the but they gave up 28 I, points in the second half. What in the hell? Yeah, I thought the Commanders were for sure going to cover and. Yeah. Brutal. That doesn't matter. I'm not even close. Anyway, uh, Lions is my final play tonight. But it's not like I know what the hell I'm doing. I think I'm below 500. Lions are currently minus seven and a half. The line from Missouri and Georgia. Talking it over at the Colonel here in a little bit. 16. 16, Doug. If you had to bet it right now, and I know you're going to collect some information and you have an algorithm, yeah. who would you take? Be honest with the people because I know you will. Uh, I'm going to say the Tigers will surprise some people and get within 16 of Georgia. There you go. Plowhawk? Uh, I think they'll cover. Nice. I, I think it'll be a 13-point win for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Missouri's going to get shut down, and it's going to be like 17-6, to six, something like that. I think Georgia's going to put a 40-piece up. A 40-piece? That means Missouri's going to score 27-ish? Yeah. I can, I can see both of those things happening. I think if you get within 13 points, you went out, finished 10-2, and two, very respectable. There can be no moral victories at this point, though. None. No, a loss is a chance. loss. I absolutely get it. But it yeah. would feel a little better 
than a 40 to 6 beatdown. Yeah, tub thumping. Could be like go into those thumping. next three games going, can we beat Tennessee? And there a chance we could lose to Arkansas? I know people want to hear what Ken Strode thinks. Uh, he won money from KG and O Town by picking the LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers are revived. I was talking with the Colonel a couple weeks ago saying I could mm. see a scenario where LSU still gets in the college football playoff, and he laughed at me is what he did. But LSU is now back in the mix for the college football playoff, courtesy in part because of the Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Iggy, you're the one that people are paying attention to. Georgia minus 16 between the hedges, 230 on CBS. Well, they should pay attention to me. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> well, it depends on how you look at it. If you consider K-State a good team, uh, which they've shown they're really not. Uh-oh, K-State's taking shrapnel. Uh, they just got into the top 25. I mean, Missouri's played one good team all year, and they lost. Um, but they played LSU close. Kentucky is pretty good. When I just, eh, not really. Ooh. I mean, look at them. Doug, look at them. Um, <laughs> I just think they haven't played a team this big, this fast, this good on both sides of the ball. Well, no, no one has <clears> until he played yeah. Georgia. And then that's where they're playing. So yeah. uh, I think they cover. I think. Uh, you think Missouri covers? No, I think Georgia wins by at least 21. Well, well, well. You're not rooting for that to happen, no. are you? No, I hope they win. I hope, you hope Missouri wins. I hope Missouri wins, yeah. All right. That's progress. You're yeah. over rooting for them to lose, so Drinkwitz gets canned. Yeah, I mean, they're having a good year. And I think Drinkwitz is doing what he, <laughs> still still an, still an what he was paid to do, and that's just coach his players. He's even said, he goes, that's what now, he's paid to do, coach now that I don't have to call plays or worry about that, I just worry about firing the guys up. There is up. a distinct difference. With an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he said, all I do now is I just worry about uh, firing my guys up. Jackson, what do you got? Uh, I'm seeing plus twenty, plus 525 on the money line. That's where I'm at. Ah, he's going money line! Yeah. He's taking the Tigers straight up! That's right. Really? Yeah, maybe just... KG will make that bet again. You'll take, you want to take Mizzou straight up? I'll take Georgia straight up. Yeah, KG, no, no time. The action's back on oh, you. Oh, you're talking about KG. Got it. Uh, no, I was about to say, I'm, I'll take... Five to one of my money if you want to make that bet. Uh, uh, John Mardukas isn't happy with Iggy. Bro, K-State looks pretty good this year. It's John Mardukas. What do you say to Dukesy? They haven't looked that great. They are back in the top 25. I'll tell you what, I thought it was pretty damn cool seeing Kansas carry the goalpost to the lake and throw it in. Yeah, I like I'll that. Oh, I I'm that telling you, I, was, I have, I, you can hate Kansas with all the intensity of an arch rival if you want. But if you are carrying the dream of Missouri playing for the national championship, which I think even the hardest of hardcore Missouri fans acknowledges, it's like a one in, you know, I don't know, one in probably 30. Uh, I guess that is kind of the math. They were plus 30,000 to win the national championship before this Saturday. Uh, that you, you needed Oklahoma to lose. You need Oklahoma, Florida State, or, or, or Washington to lose. And plus, Jackson and I... If you bet the lines that we were uh, on on uh, Balloon Party of taking Wisconsin in the points against Ohio State, you liked Cal in the points against mm. uh, USC yep. and uh, Kansas. The Colonel was on that one, so I bet that. Uh, so I, I bet all three money line, and I also bet with the points uh, that uh, all of those covered, all, all three covered. And uh, you needed Oklahoma to lose. You needed Oklahoma to lose because there was a scenario in which Missouri could theoretically win out. Again, I don't think anybody is going It's expected. But uh, if they were to win out, that they could theoretically be left out if Oklahoma, Florida State, Washington, and Michigan were all undefeated or Ohio State mm -hmm. at this point. 
but uh, that now eliminates that. Oklahoma's not eliminated, but it just it, 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 it clears the way that now, without question, Missouri controls its own destiny. Gabe wrote about that yesterday. Uh, Jackson, percentage that you, because you're betting the money line, so you're getting five to one, which yeah. means theoretically you could give it a, a 21% chance and, and you're profitable if you're running that math. Um, percentage Missouri wins between the hedges on Saturday? 25%. Okay. Doug, what percentage are you going with? I don't think it's quite that high. I think it's maybe 15%. Okay. Pop. Percent chance of Mizzou winning? Yeah. Give it at the 18. I'm sticking with right 18. between 18. them. Nicky, what are you going with? I think he's going single digits. That's what I think. Yeah, 5%. You yeah. son of a sack ass. Which is probably <laughs> accurate in terms of 5%. Here's here's the thing, and I think that this is something, Doug. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna build a bridge where we're all gonna agree, and then we're okay. gonna have a, a daisy chain on the bridge. Oh. If the Missouri team that played against LSU in the first quarter, or in the final three quarters against Kentucky, or in the first half against South Carolina, shows up at Athens, they can win. And I don't think I, I think even Georgia fans would agree with that. They legitimately can. But if the team that played Middle Tennessee State if the team that played in the third quarter against LSU, if the team that played in the first quarter against Kentucky, I think that was their worst quarter, actually. Um, and to an extent, the second half against South Carolina, even though I get that they were kind of just, at that point, grinding clock and just trying to get out of there with a win, um, they're going to lose and lose by a comfortable margin. It's just a matter of how they handle going up against that team in that setting. And at the same time, you can kind of say something similar with regards to Georgia. Georgia was losing 14-3 to to a bad South Carolina team. Now, when they played South Carolina, South Carolina's offensive line wasn't in the shape that it's in now or the shape that it was in this past Saturday against Texas A&M. And it's the same team that had to battle against Auburn, and Auburn is not a great team this year. So you've seen Georgia look like a pedestrian team. But at the same time, the two times they've played against a quote-unquote top 25 team, even though these teams aren't in the top 25 right now, Kentucky and Florida, uh, they absolutely stomped them. That game Saturday was not as close as the score looked. What was the final, like 43-20 to 20 or something like yeah. that? I mean, it could have been... Georgia beat that ass. Yeah, and it, and it was obvious in the, in the first half you're going, oh, I guess these 230 games, I was really, I would have been I all, I was all over Utah. So, tip of the cap to Oregon, because to me, unless I'm missing one, I think Oregon's win is the most impressive win so far this year for a team going on the road and beating what was at the top time a top 15 team. And maybe I'm missing an obvious one. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. But they they beat the hell out of them. Ohio State won at Notre Dame. I think people are starting to realize Notre Dame's a really good team this year, but they're sitting there with two losses. But Ohio State's win at Notre Dame, Ohio State won at Wisconsin, and they also beat Penn State. I feel like Ohio State might not be getting the the attention Michigan is, Um, and I guess it's because their offense takes you back to, like, the Ravens days. But uh, they they got Travion Henderson back this past Saturday, and he he makes a world of difference, and they may have the Heisman Trophy winner with Marvin Harrison Jr. So... Washington, meanwhile, the team that was the hype of all September, nearly lost this past Saturday again to another crap team. They nearly lost two weeks ago to Arizona State, and they nearly lost this past Saturday at Stanford. So Washington is trending down, even though they're still undefeated. I don't know that Georgia will be number one tomorrow night when the the committee has their first rankings. I I think you can make a case for Ohio State being number one, actually. Yeah, I mean, when you look at strength of schedule and resume, there's probably 
one or two teams that have a better resume than Georgia. I, I think when a team wins back-to-back national titles and they're still undefeated, it, 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 depend, it depends. On, it, it'll show you what, what the priorities are. Um, are you prioritizing wins? Are you prioritizing how a team wins? Because Ohio State, I'm sure most Notre Dame fans are like, oh, my God, we should have never lost that game. And had we not lost that game, we're in the national championship conversation and a dangerous team as well because they have a pretty good defense themselves. But at two losses and not the kind of strength of schedule that LSU still has remaining because LSU gets to go to Tuscaloosa and then they would most likely play Georgia in the SEC championship, LSU can right that ship and say, well, we lost to Florida State, a team that's in the, in the college football playoff, and we lost by three in the final seconds at Oxford. That's it. So LSU, to me, is, is absolutely alive. But now, point is, everybody in the SEC controls their own destiny, including Missouri. So, Doug, mm-hmm. win. Win. Yeah, Missouri would have to play a near-perfect game. you got to avoid... Uh, Stupid penalties, the the late hit penalties, the the false snap penalties. Got to avoid that. Got to you avoid. You just put Connor Tallison on notice. Obviously, the fumbles and the interceptions. You can't have you can't have many of those. And they, they got to get some breaks also along the line. And they could do it. It's not impossible for them to win. How many? I mean, the idea of punts, Kansas beating though? Oklahoma. You don't have to go back very many years before the idea of Kansas beating Oklahoma would have been like Missouri State beating Alabama. The last time Kansas won against a top ten team was 1984, and that was the Troy Aikman quarterbacked Oklahoma Sooners. That was before he even went to UCLA. Yeah. Uh, circling back, how many Kansas State games has Iggy watched? Thanks, that's a birthday hawk. They can't get past Iggy in Kansas State. Uh, maybe three. Really? You watch a lot of Wildcat football? Saturday, I just go back and forth. I mean, every game is on, on YouTube TV. Are they? I mean, they're everywhere. All the ESPNs. And, and all free? The SEC and the ACC Network, and yeah. You don't so, have to subscribe to anything to, to no, see all those games? No, because it's got all the channels that carry these games. ACC Network, Big Ten yeah. Network, Southeastern Conference Network, CBS, ESPN, Fox. They were all on. Um, I, I'll tell you, even though Bo Nix was outplayed a little bit by Penix and they lost that game, Oregon's the best team I have seen all year, even wow. with one loss. Taking Oregon over uh, the Bulldogs and the Wolverines I and mean, the, they are, the Buckeyes? They are good. They probably should have won that Washington game, but... Um, yeah, organization. I think that's the most impressive win this year is is what they did to Utah. I mean, in that place, Utah won twenty nine to thirty at home. I mean, that's a it, it doesn't get attention because it's Utah, but they're the back to back Pac twelve champions. Yeah. That was a skull effing. That was an eye opening skull effing. Usually, I'm kind of in the range on outcomes on college football uh, within points anyway, but that one I didn't see coming. That was a very impressive win. It's the kind of win if things are up for grabs for the, the one loss team that would put them over the top. Now, if they win the PAC 12 and they, you know, get their vengeance on losing in Seattle to Washington, I think they're in because of the depth of the PAC 12 at the top. But, um, but that, that, that win in Utah, that's the one that they just sent a real message. And Washington has to play against your boy this weekend, Caleb Williams. Yeah, they they sucked one out uh, Saturday. Yeah, it's Cal. I, I had Kansas money line, I had Cal money line, and I had Wisconsin money line. And it would have been fun to have a th- – I didn't put 100 on it, Jackson, because we talked about it. It paid 1500 if you put 100 on it. They put 25 on it, so it would have paid 375 And I'm like, ooh, I might have a little sweat tonight. I might have to do some – 
Uh, you know, I could put 100 on Ohio State, but the issue is Ohio State was probably like minus four or 500 on the money line, so yeah. I couldn't really balance that out and, Dude, and you, get proper profit. Oh, if I, so I didn't put in that money line bet, but if I did and Cal would have won that game, which they lost by one, I would have been rooting so hard for Ohio State so that that bet didn't hit. Oh, because then we don't have left money on the table. I, I just put 25 so on it. So much. I actually bet Cal first half money line and got paid. So. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Sharp. I, the I one that I, I was on two for the 11 o'clock games, and that's all I took, and that was Kansas-Oklahoma over, which probably looked like it was a sure thing, but it required Kansas getting that fourth down mm-hmm. conversion. I'll tell you, Oklahoma had a, sec- uh, a guy in the secondary, I think it was a corner, Drop, I mean, I, I would imagine Oklahoma fans know about it. It's not getting talked about much. He dropped an, an interception that ends the game. I mean, it was right in his hands. And that may have cost them a chance for the national championship. Uh, you know, if it were a local player, it would be getting a lot of attention. But it was a random Oklahoma member of the secondary, and it, that ended their season. Probably, probably ended their season. Um, and... Uh, and I took South Carolina plus 17 against A&M. That struck me as way too high of a number for what Texas A&M is and for the way they play. And the Kansas-Oklahoma over. And then the other one that I bet was Wisconsin as far as the non-parlay thing. Wisconsin um, uh, plus 14 and a half, which won by a half. Doug, you, you call it the hook, 14 and a hay? I call it the hook, 14 and a hay, yeah. Coach Prime seemed look good again uh, Saturday. Well, you are down on this Deion Sanders. <laughs> No, no, I love Deion Sanders. Um, I think he's great for football. I just didn't understand everybody jumping on the bandwagon, calling him Coach of the Year after they won their first game. Um, you know, I mean, they, I don't know what you – nothing they did in the second half. I mean, they couldn't come up with a, a way to stop the defensive line. I mean, they gave up like 10 sacks. I mean, Sanders had at least one second to throw the ball every time he dropped back. That's not a lot. I think they rushed the ball 11 times for six yards. So, and the thing that, that I didn't like, and I, I don't mind the showboating. You know, I don't mind Sanders when he won the game showing his watch. To, I mean, that's just him. That's that's what his dad did. That's what he's doing. The gold chains. I don't. I love it. But when his son, uh, I, I'm not going to say it was a dirty hit. But he lowered his helmet and just smashed the guy. And as he fell to the ground and a flag went flying right in front of him, he's standing in front of the flag with his hands up doing, ha! I just smashed him. You know, there's a flag right in front of you. You see it. You know you went helmet to helmet. You got kicked out of the game. Got him. And that's that's uncalled for. He looked like a clean hit to me. Oh, his that's all right in the side of his helmet. Boots, did you see that K-State offensive lineman destroy the linebacker from Houston? What are your thoughts on that block? That's from John Marduk as he's back again on this K-State. God, this Didn't see the game Saturday. Didn't watch that one. Sorry. John Marduk. Did you watch any of the Bears game? Holy smokes, are they awful. They're terrible. They got a guy starting a quarterback who is an undrafted Division II player. Shepard University. Yeah, Tyson. Baguette. Ba- yeah. Uh, and he well, threw... didn't play bad the week before. No, he threw one pass to a guy... Wide open in the end zone. The guy is wide open, falls flat on his back. As he's on his back, the ball hits him right in the stomach, and he still dropped it. Mm. Guys, can we get a Manning cast-style setup next college football season with Ken Plowsy and Larry Nickel, maybe throw in Jackson just to have an adult in the room? I'd love to watch a college football show with ER blaring in the background the whole day. Doug, that's from Arbor Day with a programming idea. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. You guys up for that? 
Like the whole slate? No. Like yeah, from 11, 11 a.m. to one like thirty on the Pac-12? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm interested in a one-game package. <laughs> College football That's games would take forever. Man. Yeah. Holy yeah. mackerel. It's, it's a little quicker this year. That uh, Oregon game was over pretty early. On, uh, yeah. I'm not even talking about just mathematically. The Oklahoma-Kansas game was delayed, right? That was a Yes, okay. I, I was actually watching that live. Got it. She's standing up and down cheering for Kansas. Couldn't have been more happy about it. I can, That was a thing in 2007. Missouri needed Kansas to be undefeated. Sometimes it, it works to your benefit. I mean, I, if a Missouri fan, I mean, I, I, I'm sure plenty of Missouri fans were cheering against Kansas, but God, I mean, if you want it to happen, you need these teams to, to go by the wayside. I was a big Arizona State fan last Saturday night when they nearly beat Washington. This stuff needs to happen. I was a Wake fan this weekend. With Florida State. It's just fun to go into the month of November being able to tell yourself there's a chance, even though you realize not only do you have to beat Georgia in Athens and end the 20, or is it 25 game winning streak? Is that what it is now? I think now, now it's that 24. Won, 24, so it would be a 25 game winning streak. And then still beat Tennessee. And Florida. And Florida. Doesn't matter, Tim. Line them up and, and we'll knock them down. And then roll damn tight or. Probably LSU. LSU. I'm taking, I love LSU this weekend. I love LSU so much that I loved them like I love Utah this past weekend. So that tells you about my love. But LSU's getting six? Yeah. God, that just strikes me as so obvious. Like an offense that can tear up any defense in the country. Oh, I see it at three now, Jackson. I saw it at six when it opened. I saw it at six, too. Yeah, it's down to three. Well, crap. We're PD public now. Uh, I don't know if that's money. Usually the money waits on dogs. Right. But they uh, get in on favorites. Oh, all the money is on LSU plus three and a half now. Mm. Tim, you are delusional to think Mizzou has a chance. That's fine. Mm, nice. Stop it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got paid on the seven. Uh, what was it? Six and a half. Don't even have a sweat and it's October. The uh, over on that. Yep. A lot of talk on that back in the day. I don't. I haven't heard much about that. Nope, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I, but if they would have won six games, really I, would I thought everybody thought that was a great bet. Six and a half. I mean, you looked at their schedule and think, God, there's at least seven wins in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Whatever. So I make bets and I win. I make bets and I lose. Ah, yes. Bets. Thank you. Uh, Morin, let Ken Cook with this football recap. I missed all of the games this weekend with all of the trips I made to Coles for seasonal turtlenecks. The six for nine ninety nine deal was unbeatable. That's some glove blogger <laughs> Tom Traven. How much is a good turtleneck now? Oh, I just never lived down by a turtleneck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> crest I didn't mean to get your crest ball. I didn't see that one coming. I just yeah, wondered how much a decent turtleneck costs. More personal than we I don't know. Coles has fairly decent turtlenecks for like eleven ninety nine. Really? On sale. All right. Doug, as, as you know, uh, we, we live in an era in which you do a show and you say something, you give a take. And you think, oh, maybe you'll catch hell from, like, a dog avatar on the Twitter tweets mm-hmm. uh, or on a message board. Sure. Nope. These days, it goes right to the head coach, and he's not happy about it. Here is Steve Smith on college game day, uh, the former the former Panthers wide receiver who yeah, I uh, saw him. emblazoned uh, Jason Seahorn's jockstrap into the 45-yard line kind at the of, Dome. Yeah. Still there. Look, Clemson has been struggling. They're not the, the Clemson we've yeah. loved over the years. But NC State, unfortunately, they're waiting for basketball to start. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, well, I was watching that live. Didn't really think much of it. But Dave Doran, the head coach of North Carolina State, did not like it. Take a listen. Okay. 
Uh, tell Steve Smith in the studio, this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. Oh! Yeah, I mean, for a guy that lives in Charlotte, he clearly has got his head faced west to Utah all the time, which, you know, I understand. And no disrespect to him, but he disrespected our program. And uh, I'm not going to let people do that. These kids have worked their butt off. Um, we've won a lot of football games here. And in my tenure, I think we're second or third in the ACC and wins in football. So, you know, he can take that and put it where it belongs. But this is not a basketball school. This is a great, great school that has great sports, and football is one of them. And uh, so, yeah, if he wants to come see me, we can talk about that. But, you know, do your homework before you start talking shit. Oh, Boom. God. Finally, Dave somebody Doran. puts these former athletes in their place. I love it. We're in a college game, baby. We can't say anything on that show. <laughs> it's bulletin board material. It's in every coach. Well, uh, it wasn't limited, though, to Dave Doring. You know, remember, Doug, and, and you were always saying last year you thought Georgia was a one- or two-win team. I thought so, yeah. Uh, now, they were number one throughout the course of the year, but Kirby Smart correctly said after they beat TCU, they edged TCU in the championship game, uh, that they had been disrespected all season long. And uh, he's he's doing it again, like the KC95 commercial from the 1980s. Uh, this time he uh, goes after Dan Mullen, the former Florida coach, former Mississippi State coach, who predicted Florida will win the uh, Georgia-Florida game in Jacksonville. Here's Kirby Smart. Oh, and I don't I don't see it or hear it, but I know it's out there. Somebody texted me before the game. It's like all these people predicting that, uh, that we're not going to you know we're not going to uh, win today. And I'm just like golly. You know, where's that coming from? Supposed to be my friend. <laughs> he didn't like to recruit those mm. Well, you expect a, a coach to predict his team will lose a game? Did anyone, should know better than did that. anyone have Florida, like, covering the spread? Let the Florida coach? Like, uh, he's uh, not the coach anymore, though. Oh. <laughs> Billy Napier. Billy Napier. Oh, be heading right. to Columbia, okay. Missouri no, here Dan, in a couple weeks. No, Dan Mullen was fired after he lost to Missouri. But he did say he got a text saying, yeah, I got a text saying all these people are picking Florida. Yeah, one guy. No one was picking Florida in that game. No. No one. <laughs> well, what what's a joke to one guy on TV like Steve Smith is a joke to 98% of the people in the country, and then the, the small percentage of North Carolina State people affected by it, they don't think it's very funny. The thing about it is I, it, it's something that works. The, you, you get in your, in this case, kids, if you want to call 18 to 22-year-olds that, uh, if the, if you're trying to get from a motivation, you find something, mm-hmm. and you go, well, Kirby Smart claims that they were disrespected all year at Georgia. All right, we're going to find something. And so mm-hmm. you saw the thing with Ryan Day getting mad at Lou Holtz, and you saw the thing at the head coach at Washington State getting mad at Lee Corso. Uh, Dave Doran now at NC State. Kirby Smart's still doing it because Dan Mullen picked Florida to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes a how shot at how he doesn't he? like to recruit. How dare you. <laughs> uh, Brian Henson says college football is becoming the WWE. Everybody's cutting a promo. Kind of. I'm telling yeah. you, man. It's so it's, weird. It's close. But, hey, any, I guess if anything to motivate your team, got to do it. Yeah. He's, uh... Sometimes you just have better players. What? It's not necessarily because somebody said something about you. Sometimes you're just superior athletically. Hmm. But it makes for a good show. I know. And the networks don't want analysts who get on there and say nothing. They want colorful people. Yeah, if I was Dave Doran, I might tread lightly with the whole Steve Smith can come talk to me. Steve Smith is an animal. <laughs> well, he didn't say I'll fight him. He's, uh, he's made a lot of claims.
You know what I'm a fan of? My ball gag. Ball gag and that bent over crabbing bitch while I'm thrusting so hard. Side note, ILL, number one in the country men's basketball. That's recovering alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Grove. Yeah, number one? Exhibition or not, we took down Kansas last night. I watched every bit of that game. What was the score? I think we won by seven or eight. Hunter Dickinson is winless in his career in college basketball against the University of Illinois. In Champaign. <laughs> so Illinois has got a really good team this year? I think they're a lot better set up than they were last year. Not a lot of stars, but very much so a lot of depth, yeah. which helps in the Big Ten. So I don't, I mean, it's an exhibition, but Kansas played all their starters. Kansas played every player they were going to play in a regular season game. Probably better off having a, having a lot of a lot of really good players play as a team than rely on one superstar who 100%. might get hurt or foul out. Or... And Bill Self deserves... His name in the Raptors. I hope that happens soon. What do you mean first, by that? I think it was the first time returning to. Oh, since he left after what he left after 2003, right? I think so. I don't, know the I, I don't have any bad. Was that his I'll, last game? Yeah, I'll love me some Bill Self, and he deserves to be uh, recognized in Champaign. Hopefully, sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Doug, who is the last team Bill Self coached against as head coach of the University of Illinois? I think I know this. This this isn't from uh, a place of certainty. It's obviously in the tournament, right? Talk about the tour of it. Oh, can I, I, have, I, don't, I can't can I have remember a clue? that tournament. Uh, initials N.D. N.D. Yeah. North Dakota was in the tournament? No, they didn't get in that year. Mike Bray. Uh, New, New Dexico? <laughs> no. Uh, got an online program? <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm going to get my final eight hours. Rube. In New Dexico. Rube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, are we no. still guessing? Just say yeah. no. Oh, I know today. Biggie's, Biggie's put up with your bit. <laughs> <laughs> I believe 2003 NCAA tournament because Missouri was at the same place taking on Warquette oh. in Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I remember doing the interview, doing the group interview with Bill Self. Oh, we were both. We both went to Indianapolis. I wow, look at the coverage. Can you imagine? I, I did television stations sending uh, two two people well, to cover maybe, sports. Then it must not have been that year because there was one year where. Interviewed Bill Self a couple times with the Illini. I don't know what. But maybe his last year was 2004. I thought Roy Williams left after they lost to Syracuse in Carmelo in 2003. Was that Jerry McNamara? I can't keep it straight. Oh, he left right after that. And then went to coach North Carolina. Because Bad Doherty had a bad run at North Carolina. Found out what it's like replacing a legend. Got to coach Bill Guthridge. Be the next guy. Mentality is actually improved. Testosterone treatment. Board-certified physicians who work with most insurance. Low energy, low motivation, weight gain, muscle loss. You're tired all the time. Well, that's low testosterone. It can be anyway. Those are the symptoms of low testosterone. So Mentality is a local health care facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Uh, just go get tested. I got tested. It was super easy and super helpful to have that information. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality online at lowtusa.com. Michelob Ultra Studio sponsor here on TMA, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates, and you will be able to enjoy Michelob Ultra and all the AB products on November 11th at St. Gabriel's for Trivia Night. 
TMASTL.com is where you can sign up uh, to get one ticket or a whole table if you would like. Plus, you'll get salt and smoke, all of your beer and all of your salt and smoke for $45 plus trivia night. That's right. It's taking place at St. Gabriel's on November 11th. Doors open at 6.30, trivia at 7.30. Doug, I had been saying 7, but 7.30 mm-hmm. will okay. allow people to fatten up a little longer. Right, for the slaughter. For the slaughter. Uh, T-M-A-S-T-L dot com. That's T-M-A-S-T-L dot com, where you can go get your tickets for Trivia Night. Guys, Bill Guthridge went to K-State. What's the obsession with K-State today? It's from John Marduk. Is he mm. back? <laughs> mm. Bill Guthridge went to K-State? I don't, I don't remember. I just don't. Chill, bro. It was an exhibition. That's from the uh, Todd Reesing to the Plowhawk. Come on, chill, I think bro. I said exhibition five times, but screw it. Hey, <laughs> I'm sure Kansas is still trying. Well, they're trying to cheat. Oh. <clears throat> All the shade thrown at Pepper and Jeannie's podcast seemed to have the opposite effect. They decided to just shut it down rather than get better. And for that, I'm thankful. That's from Mr. Licks. What's that got to do with anything? I don't follow it. I don't know. We're just waiting for our father-in-law to hand us a big check, too, homies. Oh! Oh, Plowhawk is loaded us, for bear. Some of us have to be more patient than other being a stay-at-home dad. Mm. Mm. Mr. Right. Mom, Michael I think that's Keaton. what he is. Schooner tuna people. It's more logical that he's that than calling in from a Chick-fil-A at 9 a.m. thinking he's a big <laughs> businessman. It's, just, it's hard for me hearing his big Amazon truck back up to a house as he's making a take. Oh. It's hard for me to think that that's a finance guy. You think? Are you saying a lot of business does not get done at Chick Fil A? Not in the drive-through at 9 a.m. Typically, you're in the office. Yeah. Or making deals, not calling into HD2. I'd like to see what the stat is for millionaires and HD2 radio call-ins. What do you think the range is? The range. Uh, I'm sure we have some. Is there more than one? Is he the only one? There's a lot of people have a million dollars nowadays. Older. Oh wow, blessed. Well, you know, inflation being what it is. Like Biff calls in. Yeah, that's true. There too. Yeah, you're right. Doug, you got it. Yeah, I don't know who else, but nowadays, if if you don't have about a million to retire on, you're going to probably have to continue to work. Right. Well, on more to than the end. that, I think I read an article. It's up in that one three, one four range. Yeah. Depending on, you know, how old you are at the time, what your sure. expenses are. Too, mm-hmm. I guess it varies. But uh, you'd ha- you'd struggle at probably. Sixty. If you only if you had a million to retire, on oh, you, you, you might still struggle. Assuming you live to eighty-five or so. Plowboy, I have that. That's from the Warson Woods Whack. Oh, there's another one. Okay, I love him though. <laughs> I guess I believe it because he does take me out to the ground creeper, groundskeeper poor day. <laughs> That's what they call it. They oh. literally say, "Welcome to today's groundskeeper poor day." They don't have it like signs, but all the members basically give you that look. That mm, it's one of those. Days. Did he introduce you as a fellow he saved from the no-kill moron shelter? <laughs> he didn't, but I imagine <laughs> next time I play with him, he will because I do yeah. really like that. That's uh, the no-kill moron shelter. Yeah, that's a T-shirt yeah. waiting to happen. Uh, James Carlton presents Gabe Diarmond every Monday here on TMA and every. Friday on Balloon Party. Gabe joins us next as we close out the 8 o'clock hour of TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.